You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. Adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. Did uh, did that bull turn into steaks? I shot that bull two days later. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. I was a winner in Minute to Win It. Which means I should go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison because that's where winners go. Nearly $10 million in jackpots last month at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Go be a winner and go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Matt Hamilton, Jim Rutledge with you. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. I like activated Matt Hamilton there like Captain America was activated. <laughs> yeah, I just heard Coors Light and I started to jitter and couldn't help it. <laughs> what? Uh, 844 I just had to come out of it. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. It is a landslide. Will the Packers? Our first Iron Jack poll question. Will the Packers end up exceeding their preseason uh, win total uh, projection of eight and a half? Six point seven percent of our audience is insane, and then the ninety three point three percent of the rest of the audience <laughs> is grounded in reality. Like, what money would you place, or what kind of odds would you have to get to put any money down on the Packers getting over eight and a half? I would say, like... That means they have to get nine wins, because there's no half wins here. I would say, like, plus 250. If you give me plus 250 odds, that would be a four, three and a half times payout for whatever bet you put down. I'd feel pretty good about Can that. Can they lose again to get to nine wins? Wait, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's nine more games left. They're at five. Okay. They are, they're at three wins right now, so they would need to get to five. They need to win more than half their games. They have Remaining to win games. six more games to do this. Yeah, six more games. You're right, actually. Yes. <laughs> Math is hard. Yeah. No half games. And who do we play? Uh, well, upcoming schedule, they got the Steelers this week, as I said so poorly in my sports center. But uh, otherwise, yeah. then they got the Chargers the week after. Chargers currently favored by three points at Lambeau Field. Then they got the Lions on Thanksgiving, Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, Giants on Monday Night Football. But so they could have, I'm sorry, so they could have three losses, Steelers, Chargers, Lions, Chiefs. Four losses in a row. Like that. Well, no, but we're going to beat the Steelers, and then I'll give you the next three. Okay, but realistically. And then a win over the are Giants. They, are they, who's favored to win the Steelers game? The Steelers, Steelers. The Steelers are favored by three and a half points so they're, in Pittsburgh. So the Packers will be dogs in the next four games. Oh, certainly. Yes. Okay. Then they'll be yeah. favored against the Giants because yep. the Giants are the worst offense. And they probably want to. The Giants probably are motivated to lose. At this point, with Daniel yes. Jones being yep. out for the season now. And then they play the Buccaneers. Uh, that's at Lambeau. Then they're those two teams are like those are two mirror teams. So those it's could be wins. Points. And then the final so three games. That's three and three over six. There we go. There we go. And then the right. final three games. Okay. Matt Hamilton on the road yeah. uh, at the Panthers. Now Carolina's going to want to win. Carolina's going to want to win that game more than anything because they don't own their first round pick. So they are going to throw the house at they every might, game they have left. They might want to win more than anything, but it hasn't been working out for them so far. And then they're on the road at the Vikings. Big talk from a team that's got three wins <laughs> hey, to a team with hey, one win. Three is more than dub. one. That's that, another dub. We're taking that the Vikings is, down. We're taking dubs. the Vikings down in uh, Minnesota with Dobbs who went out and won a game not knowing the playbook. And then six mm-hmm. weeks, seven weeks later, he's going to Lose to uh, Green Bay and Jordan Love? Yep. Okay. All right. And then they finish up the season. Because we're going to be getting better, and that'll be seven more games from when now we're getting better. So that we're going to be a world beaters by then. I feel bad for you, Matt. So honestly. that's a win. 
So that's a win. So now they're four and three. Four and three for the final six games. You're already games. short. Four and three. Well, no, there's two more games. No, there's one more game. Well, there's one more game left. Uh, one more game. You're short. Okay, well, we're four and four. I'll give you that. <laughs> they finish up against the Bears. So five, but you get to eight. And you're oh, still there's the win. But that's eight. That's not, that's not eight and a half, Matt. Oh, no. And you you're know, being we'll incredibly, in incredibly generous. So you could be as optimistic. With a win over the Vikings is not incredibly, Minnesota, incredibly Minnesota's generous. incredibly uh With their backup Daniel is he's more likely the, pa- the Packers don't win another game than it does that they get the eight and a half wins. That actually seems... Yeah. You'd ra- you better would ads. Hate better ads. Here's what I'm saying. I don't hate eight. Eight seems fairly what? feasible. What? The team it's is three It's just the Viking five. game. Okay, you but just they- got to be... If they can take care of business and against Pittsburgh, they're they're going to be do- like. Here's the thing: if you just go off what the the thing, what the uh, standings, not standings, the lines will be. Yep, they're not going to be favored in enough games to do it. They're going to pull multiple probably, upsets. They'll be favored in like three of their. They final won't be nine favored games. against Minnesota. No, not against Minnesota. Or, but against and they're the Bears. not favored against Steelers. They'll be favored against the Bears. I think they'll Bears be favored against Panthers and the Giants. I don't know. Bears, Panthers Giants, might be Panthers. A, might, like a half a point. Panthers because that's in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in Carolina. I, the, I think Packers the Panthers at that point will have what four wins? Well, yeah, yeah. Four is better <laughs> than no. what the two wins the Panthers will Five, have. Five because they're going to beat the Steelers, dog. They got to get that upset. All right, let's get to the. There's going to be an upset. Yeah, the Giants are going to beat the Packers. Like that's. Gonna- <laughs> Oh my gosh! When the Packers beat the Steelers, you're gonna be upset. I don't care. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> like I'm, I'm happy as a clam because like this team to me does not look like a team I have to worry about anytime in the future. So when I'd prefer you win, AK, I prefer you do exactly yeah. what you did to yourself last year. You just focus on worrying about your team and getting good for the first time in 20 years, and then you can worry about the Packers being good. Well, the Packers. Hey, you know what? Neither one of these teams are good because eight wins ain't good. And eight wins is here's the thing, Matt. We went through this last year, and you knew the right answer. You don't want eight wins. You don't want seven wins. You want stinky, because that means there'll be change. Seven or eight wins means Joe Barry's coming back. It means they're not bringing any competition for Jordan Love, and you're just running it back. Matt LaFleur, Here's whole the thing, thing. I kind of think they're doing that anyway. I think they're doing that anyway, and honestly, not if they, if they if get they to lose eight out, wins, it's going to show me that there's been improvement. If they lose because out, they're gonna, they'll blow the whole damn thing if up. If they lose out, then he's done. Then he's out. Wouldn't you rather that? Then he's that? done. Then it's, it's fine. I mean, yes and no. If he if we end up going out and having four wins, five wins here at the end of the season, there's a good like Jordan Love will clearly improve because there's better teams now than we played at the beginning. Well, you couldn't say well, clearly either because like, improved or loved it, or the One defense just got tighter, you know, or the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes I mean, maybe, hurt. but our defense is pretty decent. Our defense is doing fine. It's the offense that can't put up scores. (laughs) You know they have like you have an average defense and a piss poor offense. That is what the Packers have right now. You know, but then the offense is not going to stay piss poor. They're going to turn into upgrade to poor. Average. We're going to have an average offense and an average defense. You have to play above average. average Eight and nine record. You have to play above average the rest of the way offensively to be average. Like average, exactly, and that's what I'm saying is going to happen. Average is aspirational right now. Ugh, we're gonna blow past average. We're gonna be above average in no time. In you know, no time, three years, a fortnight later. Gonna... <laughs> in a fortnight, they'll have two more losses. But yes. you know, there's like nicknames for like all-time great defenses: the Doomsday Defense, <laughs> the Legion of Boom, yeah. the Packers Defense, the Dees Defense, yeah. the Legion of Dees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. 
I, I, <laughs> a lot of games. We're doing pretty good at keeping teams from scoring a ton of points. There's been a couple of games that have gotten out of hand, but for the most part, teens are where the, our opponents are living. I like the, it. The above average Joes. <laughs> Slightly yeah. above average Joes. Uh, yeah, thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. All right, well, we were supposed to do Love Meter there, but uh, we did not get around to that. Matt, you got stinky, <laughs> stinky takes, but at least you don't stink. That's right, because I've got Iron Jock. They've got so many fantastic products made right here in Wisconsin that I don't have to worry about the products I go with. The socks are always good. I've got a headband for when I'm working out, keeping the hair out of my eyes, and I've always got that Iron Jock shirt on because it's got the silver ion technology that keeps you feeling fresh and smelling fresh for as long as you own the garment. That's right. And it's made and cut for an active lifestyle, so you're going to feel good and comfortable and look good whenever you get Iron Jock. You can go to IronJock, ironjoc.com to get your Iron Jock today. There's always deals going on. So go online, check it out, see what's going to work with you and your lifestyle best because I'm telling you, you cannot go wrong. That's Iron Jock. It's what's inside that matters. Packers giving up 20 points a game. Oh, so close to the, the teens. There's a couple anomaly games in there too, and like you like to do with stats, we'll just throw one of the big games out. Throw the Minnesota game so out, throw, boom, we're in the teens, baby. What you would do, which is what I do, to throw out the best and the worst. No, just the best, because <laughs> I like the stats to work for me. <laughs> I'm not going to give you an unbiased stat line when I don't feel like I always get them. We'll throw out the Vikings game. That was an anomaly. Kirk is now hurt, so he can't hurt us anymore. So that game doesn't count. So the, We're probably at like 18.5 now. So the Saints game counts, though, defense. when they played without their starting quarterback for half the game? I mean, since I already threw out the Minnesota game, yes. Okay. <laughs> I have to leave one. <laughs> I still uh, like our average. <laughs> all right. This is Relish and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. <laughs> You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. dark outside this is taking some adjustment i'll be honest now you can like look across at the everlight solar studio we're in the spark building here and i look across and you can just straight up seeing that like someone's got their light on over there i can see everything they're doing as i sit here and do the show it is Whoa. weird i mean they're just working but you're just not used to like when someone's got their light on and they're literally like right 10 feet away it's just a little different than or maybe 20 what is that 20 yards Yards across across the chasm between our two office buildings. Chasm. chasm yeah, it's a chasm. You are a generous uh, measurer. <laughs> Look, length <laughs> is my specialty, all right? Well, maybe you're generous with the length there. This is Village and <laughs> Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Matt Hamilton, would you describe hey the gap between the Spark building and uh, the Sylvie building behind <clears throat> next to us as a chasm? Oh, yeah, definitely a chasm. 100%. Oh, uh, you have the main Here's same, the thing. The Chasm, it's about, it's about depth. It's not about the width across. It's how deep it is. And we got some like 10 yes. story buildings on either side. Yes. That's a chasm, Jim. But then once you. No, I won't even get into it. All right, so let's throw some stones. <laughs> the guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. 
This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Yeah, guys, sticks and stones may break our bones, but as we know, there's a lot that confuses me, obviously. Um, So I have a lot of questions. I bring them here to Jim and Matt looking for answers, and at the end, we'll crown today's winner of Throwing Stones. So thing that caught my attention yesterday, guys, is that Ohio became the 24th state to legally pass the recreational use of marijuana. And uh, there was an interesting campaign for this uh, passage of marijuana in the state of Ohio. Um, in fact, the, uh, the campaign was known as Michigan Caught. Uh, they stole our signals and now they're taking our tax dollars, guys. Uh, as you know, Michigan at the center of the sign-stealing scandal with Connor Stallions at the University of Michigan. Uh, and they're apparently the state of Michigan is trying to drum up support for marijuana in the state by uh, saying that thousands of Ohioans drive to that state up north to legally buy marijuana. It means the whole state of Michigan, without the eye in it, gets all the money and tax revenue from these sales. That's money we can use to repair roads, fund schools, and more. So guys, I ask you... Did sports actually generate something good happening for once? Actually pass good <laughs> legislation? Matt, I want to start with you. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Sports does so much good for this world that I can't chalk it up to just this being the only thing. I am the person I am today because of sports, and I think that's pretty decent, like this Packers defense. So I think that's pretty great. I think it's fantastic. I love that they're trying to, like, lean into this idea of Michigan stealing signals and being big cheaters and everything. I think that's good fun. And hopefully they're able to raise a bunch of money to build new roads because driving through there is pothole city. So I I would love if they could get some revenue from marijuana for that. I don't know if marijuana needed a a huge ad campaign. (laughs) Uh, I'll just point that part out. But uh, shout out to... I hear people like to partake, and it's enjoyable. Mm. Um, cool. I would say this. Ohio kind of rocked it across the board in Ohio. It was more than a good ad campaign. Okay. Uh, Ohio kicked butt. They did a lot of things for a lot of... They did a lot of really good things yesterday, marijuana being one of them. Uh, but yes, a lot of big wins for freedom All right. in, in Ohio. And freedom to do what you want to do, what goes into your body or other things. Ohio! Ohio. Big win for Ohio. We love freedom, guys. Uh, and uh, apparently, yeah. we're trying to see if uh, the White House loves freedom for college football as well. Uh, today, the Biden administration had some uh, college uh, college athletes' rights debate. Um, so the White House officials met with former college football players and advocates to discuss why all college football student-athletes deserve consistent safety standards. Not even just pay, but safety standards, guys. I know, it's a pretty low bar. But some of the roundtable participants included were Andrew Luck, Keith Marshall, former University of Georgia running back, Kevin Nagandi, ESPN Sports Center anchor, Desmond Howard of ESPN College Game Day, and obviously Michigan fame himself, Ryan Clark, also of ESPN. So I ask you guys, if you had to pick a current, former, ever football player, NFL player specifically, uh, who would you want to possibly be president of America one day? Jim, I'll start with you. I would like to point out, I would ask one question, though. So is this only about safety in male sports? Because there's only men invited to this. Oh, yeah, no, it is only college. This is just about college football. Okay. All right. So I just wanted to make that part of it. It's just about football. It says college athlete rights, and then it comes to when discussing revenue sharing, athlete organizing, and more is from front office. Sports is what they said it was going to be. So that seems more than just football. But 
I just I just wanted to make sure because right, right. otherwise maybe Good a point. misrepresentation there. Good. Good point. But I would say as a former athlete to run for president. Hmm. Um. You know, I think uh, you want to, like I love Jordan. I feel like he's too far removed from like a yeah. normal life. So this is the problem that people with money, and we've seen this before in politics, they're disjointed and cut away from real life. So how do you find someone that actually is still somewhat rooted uh, in real life? So you'd almost want to find like a, an athlete who's kind of like a like a fringe, like a guy who's been like hanging on in the league for a while. So you Josh know what? Dobbs. You know what? I'm gonna go with. Josh Dobbs would be a good one. I'll go with Jason Kelsey. Jason he's a Kelsey. Super Bowl winner, plays for the Eagles. I mean, that's an American thing. He seems he's a good father. <laughs> uh, he uh, is a good brother. Uh, he seems to have his head on straight. He's a champion, and uh, he seems like an everyman, and he's made good money, but I don't think he's made like crazy, I'm not in touch with reality He's money. an offensive lineman. Yeah, right? so I'll go with Jason Kelsey. That's who I'm going to pick. All right, Matt, what about you? It's... It's Fitzmagic, baby. The guy oh, a good one, has yeah. been a general of so many different teams. He knows how to bring <laughs> groups of different people together. He's Ivy League, which I like. I would prefer the smartest possible president. Yeah. I do like the fact that he's Ivy League. And that beard in the White House would be so powerful. I, I just don't think so we could beat it. We're both with the beard because Kelsey's got yeah, a pretty powerful true. beard, too. Fitzmagic. Yeah, I like I'm Fitzpatrick as well. Like, Let's bring back some of those like eighteen hundred president yeah. looks yeah. and get. Oh, can we? Yeah, it's magic of, out there. Speaking of bringing things back, uh, shout out, and I, I'm good with both. Did you like how I filibustered a politic term there until I could think of someone? Because <laughs> yeah. Ryan puts me on a spot on something that's kind of hard to think about. Hey, but, yeah. so I had to filibuster no, yeah. a little bit to was, come up to my answer. Time, I immediately was like. <laughs> Fitz magic and here right you keep going i'm like get to the point jimmy but i'm trying to think of a name because i'm on the spot i love when jim goes yeah he plays for the eagles that's an american thing yeah, right like, <laughs> but um i was gonna say can we get back to so i was listening to uh the ringer podcast and they do uh rewatchables and yeah. they were talking about how back in the day it was like robin of loxley and oh it would robin be like, hood yeah yeah so it could be like matt of mcfarland <laughs> <laughs> like I want it like where you instead of your last name oh, I want to be like timey yeah yeah old timey thing of like it's you, Matt talk about bringing back the beard I would be like Rutledge and Hamilton with Rutledge of Cedarburg and Hamilton and McFarland <laughs> the show open yeah. would be much much longer than it is I prime think. time where are you yeah. from prime time from Nina okay prime time of Nina <laughs> I don't like the ring to it yeah <laughs> is that your mom. <laughs> Hey, you know what, Matt? Just for that, Jim gets the win today. He's level-headed. He should be running for president. Oh, man, I, I just wasn't sure if your mom's name was Nina. Whatever. Yeah, your mom jokes aren't going to win. We should. Hey, producer, write that down. When it gets to next year and there's a presidential election, we should ask who would you want to be president, Rutledge or Hamilton. Or we should run for president. Oh, we should put out a ticket. Rutledge, does yeah. that not sound like a presidential ticket? We already ran for best of Madison. Yeah. yeah, Rutledge, Rutledge, Hamilton, I mean, both already have, like famous names already with you know yes. obviously Alexander Hamilton. I'm sure there's a famous Rutledge. Rutledge, in there the Edward Rutledge signed the Declaration of Independence. So absolutely, yeah. that's the Rutledge I was thinking of. Yes, and then both Hamilton. Of, both yeah. of our ancestors signed the Declaration. Of we are historic and uh, important here on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. <laughs> I'm important. <laughs> You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.
It's going to take a little time. Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. And the O-line to get him over. Wisconsin football analyst. I want to know who loves him. Musical genius. I want you to show me. Mark Tauscher on Rutledge and Hamilton is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers. Chalmers Jewelers, with locations in Middleton and downtown Madison. Mark Tauscher now joins us live from the Everlight Solar Studio. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Hamilton uh, back uh, at his home. As you'll, I think you'll, Are you back in the studio tomorrow or Friday? Which day is it, Matt Hamilton? I don't know. I haven't feel, decided. When you feel like it. When I feel like it, when yeah. You, when you feel like it. Uh, Mark Tauscher on the phone. And, Mark, we got uh, the Packers here. Are, Matt's, Matt's got them now. He's got them winning nine games. So he's one win, and he's got it all turned around here. But that was a weird game because the Rams are really bad. Uh, the Rams give up 23 points a game. The Packers scored 20 at home. But the offense looked better than it had at times. Still struggles to score points. I described the Packers' offense as a bend but don't break through offense, that it's really hard for them to score touchdowns, but they are sure as hell capable of getting the field goal range. So what do you think about this Packers' offense? Is, it, is that a stepping stone, or do you have to see what happens against Pittsburgh to really see if that was an aberration or if that's really a step forward? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope it's a stepping stone, but I think you, you look at it and – they moved the football, and yardage-wise, it was a pretty good day. But uh, you, you keep seeing the same things, and that's a bunch of penalties and turnovers, which you know young teams will have those mistakes. But I do think when you start looking at the sum of kind of the whole second half of these games, I think Green Bay's offense has shown that they have some signs that you can build off of. So uh, this week, obviously, going to be a huge test with Pittsburgh's defense and and what you know T.J. Watt and that group is going to have. You're going to learn a lot about where this team is. I still, uh, you know, for as much as I'd love to agree with Hambone, I kind of got fooled the first time around. (laughs) There's just too many errors and too many mistakes that this team makes. But with some of the injuries and the schedule that lies ahead, if Green Bay can come out of here two and two, three and one, uh, yeah, I think you're looking at really good potential because I think the back end of the schedule obviously is really soft, but. It still comes down to, is this team getting better? And until last week, I would have answered you no. But I do think last week this team showed some things, especially in the second half, that with Aaron Jones in the game, you can build off of. And the O-line is getting better. I think it played it's one of its better games last week against Aaron Donald in that defense. So they'll need to do that again in order to try to come out of Pittsburgh winning a game. So, Tausch, I'm kind of curious – I've noticed that the Packers and Aaron Jones, when they give him the ball 25 times or more, they are 2-0. and And when he has less than that, they have a lot of losses, except for one, right? Who are the two teams My they beat? My question is, they beat the uh, Bears and they beat uh, – oh, oh, my gosh, why am I blanking? Last week, the Rams. Saints. They beat the Rams. New Orleans Saints. Yeah, New Orleans Saints. Wasn't it the first game when he beat the Bears and I he did, absolutely but, tore it up? Yeah, it was the first game, but I don't think the other one got it for. Yeah, I think then it was he got the injured. Then it was the Rams. He was game. injured. It's the Rams yeah. and the Bears game. Yeah. I'm saying two times Maybe he's gotten opponent. 25 touches. They have gotten W's. Is that? Is like? Is it that easy, Matt Lafleur? Give him the ball. It's going to open the rest of the playbook up. Is it that easy? Because no, it looks no that doubt. Easy. I think that's 
that was the plan, I think, coming into the season. And I know everybody's gotten after the defense uh, at certain points this year, too. But this defense, other than the Detroit game and, you know, they're, I think Atlanta in the second half, it, they put this team in position to win every time they've been out. The offense has kind of let this group down. And that was kind of the way this team was built, right? I think Brian Gutekunst thought, O-line's going to be strong. Well, that hasn't been the case. I think they're getting better, but Debach being out and everything else. And then Aaron Jones is going to need to be the bell cow for this team. And he is, outside of the Bears game, he has been unavailable to do that with the hamstrings. So now he's healthy. They gave him a big dose last week. We heard LaFleur at the presser today say, uh, we're going to continue to do that. And A.J. Dillon's playing his role better. So running the football and being able to play action pass, that has always been the formula to help a young quarterback kind of get his feet in the ground. And that's going to need to be the case. If Green Bay is going to get to nine wins as Matt is hoping, uh, that's going to be need to be the formula to do it. Talking with Mark Tauscher, and um, I, I will agree with the idea that like they need to run the football more. But I think, Mark, you've said this before, like everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth, and that's why I brought up the opponents. Because, like, Chicago's not punching anyone in the mouth, and the Rams are, are with Brett Rippin at the quarterback. You kind of felt like you had a lot of room for error. So this Pittsburgh one, again, going back to it, they're going to punch the Packers in the mouth, and then we'll see, does LaFleur revert back to throwing it too much because it gets a little bit, the plan goes out the window, or does he actually stick to it? I think that's the part I want to see is when it's actually against an opponent that is stopping the run for a little bit, can the coach have enough faith in the run game to just keep on doing it until uh, it breaks through. Because running, I guess, you obviously you play, but it seems like one of those things like you have to do it all game uh, or it's not going to work most of the time. Yeah, and you have to stay patient with it because it does get, you know, Pittsburgh's got a really good defense, and if they shut you down a few times, that doesn't mean you go away from it. But I really mm-hmm. think the storyline of this game is going to be, you know, is Green Bay's defense going to be up to the challenge? Because Pittsburgh's offense isn't very good. You know, we gave mm-hmm. Brett Rippon and the Rams offense, they were really bad. If Kenny Pickett plays, and they have some weapons, uh, is Green Bay's defense going to be able to do what it needs to do to win? Because I, I don't think anyone here thinks there's going to be a ton of points scored on Sunday. I think it's going to be an ugly – when Pittsburgh wins games, it's ugly. They haven't looked awesome offensively all year. Mm-hmm. So can re- Green Bay's defense do that? And then will Matt LaFleur stay patient with a running game that might struggle initially – that's going to be the formula to go into Pittsburgh and win, and then can you get a couple of big plays? Uh, that's, I think, where Green Bay is looking at it, and obviously I think that's how Pittsburgh is approaching it too. It's going to be who can do their game plan the best and probably the earliest because I do think anytime you get a lead, if somebody gets a two-score lead in this game, I think it's going to be really difficult for that team to come back. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think – both teams obviously struggle to score, so having having a two-score lead on two offenses that I would say are below average in the NFL, that would definitely be a solid way to start. Do you think that there's anything, as a lineman, how do you guys, like, key in on a guy like Watt? Like, how how is the offensive line going to help Jordan Love, and how would you do it for Rodgers and the, uh, player, the quarterbacks you played with? Yeah, I mean, it's, again, the run game and play-action pass and keeping him – confused i think the last thing you want to do as an offensive lineman when you're playing a guy like tj watt is just sit back and say all right let's drop back and give five step drops and tj knows where jordan love's going to be all day i want to see him out Mm -hmm. on bootlegs i want to see him doing some rpo action 
I want to make sure T.J. Watt has to play the run and can't just pin his ears back and go against Zach Tom all game one-on-one. So whether you bring a tight end and chip and you have a running back over there, you want to make uh, give him as many looks as possible, always with the thought of what we don't necessarily want to tip what we're going to be doing. I want to make T.J. really feel like there's a tight end there, there's options, and it's not just, I'm going to line up and go one-on-one with an offensive tackle all day. I think that's a recipe that Green Bay doesn't want to have. Uh, switching to the Badgers, I mean, Northwestern is a team that Wisconsin should beat, but they should have beaten Indiana. Um, so what needs to happen? I was obviously, from a fan perspective, demoralizing loss. I'm sure that kind of shook some of the confidence the team had after a comeback win against Illinois and a, I thought a really good performance against a better Ohio State team. So uh, what do you think needs to change? And also, is there a chance that Mordecai plays? Because to me, if he dresses on the road, he's got to be close. Yeah, th- I mean, those are all good questions. I think from from a standpoint, you need to get – some positive energy and offensively they're just the lack of explosive plays we saw Bryson Green get the one big throw Mm -hmm. and everything else has just been so difficult this year and it doesn't matter if it's been Tanner Mordecai or if it's been Brayden Locke playing quarterback yeah you need to get some explosive plays and you know depending what Braille and Allen status is going to be you're asking a third string running back to kind of carry the load I I really think getting some big plays and, again, I think this game is going to be very similar to the Packer-Pittsburgh game. I don't think they're going to be a ton of points. I think this is going to be looked at as whose defense can make a play, whose special teams can make a play. Because when you're down as much as Wisconsin is skill-wise, you have to find ways, creative ways, blocking punts and returning kicks. You need to find some big splash plays. You can't ask this offense right now to do a ton of 75-80 yard drives you're just asking too much to do that consistently. So I think it's very similar to where Green Bay is going to need to be to beat Pittsburgh. Uh, Mark, before I let you go, uh, I'm sure you saw this. Or I mean, big win for offensive linemen that Jason Kelsey from the uh, Eagles was at least a finalist for uh, Sexiest Man Alive, according to People Magazine. That's got to be a big boost to the, uh, the it factor <laughs> for offensive linemen. It's about time. I mean, I think you've seen – You've seen, you know, all these actors and, you know, model types win this. And I know Jason didn't win it, but I think his influence and what he's been able to do with that podcast and, you know, just the whole deal, I think it's about time some big fellas get a little love when it comes to the sexiest man alive. And I think Jason Kelsey's a pretty good rep to do it. (laughs) Thanks as always, Mark. We appreciate the time. (laughs) Sounds good. That's Mark Tosh brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers. Uh, go there and get something custom, because custom means more, especially when it comes from Chalmers Jewelers. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Matt Hamilton, uh, back in whereabouts unknown. Uh, he will be uh, joining the show in person sooner than later. Uh, I'm live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Going into the show, 844-770-3776. And when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, Matt, 
it really kind of comes down to whether you're a fan of the team or not. And I, I just mean it in the idea that if you're a fan of the team, and I've been there, you're a fan of the team and you're invested in the team winning. For an example here, like I don't want the Bears to win more games. I want everyone fired. I forget even the draft position because they get Carolina's pick too. I just don't want this staff around. I think they're incompetent, and I want them to be bad enough so everyone gets fired. The players, I think, are okay and they're ascending, but the, the coaching staff is a disaster. I think Luke Getze is an embarrassment. Same with uh, Iberflus. The whole thing. I think they're trash. And so I want them all fired. So when there's a win, I don't want... You get this momentary, like, yes, awesome, it's a win. And you start in your head to be like... it's even. I'm saying it like, even someone like me who doesn't want their team to win, uh-huh. you get caught up in the momentum of like, well, they could just piggyback it. And they could just do it again. And the problem is that almost never happens with a bad football team. I guess we don't know for sure the Packers are a bad football team, but for most of the season, I mean, losing to the Raiders and the Broncos, and that's the thing, and I understand that maybe they are getting better, but mm-hmm. they kind of blew their chance. They, they, they have to kind of have everything break their way. They needed way. to get ahead early. Right, and it's yeah. like that's kind of how we thought they'd get there. So I honestly think like they might be able to win their last few games and get to – I think they're going to struggle for a bit and then end up with six wins, maybe seven. Which is close right. to eight, but I still I just think it's going to be kind of point like by the time that they turn it, it's not going to be like last year. Where you're like we're making a run. It's going to be you're playing a bunch of teams that have given up. Like the Giants don't want the pick, right. and Chicago is going to last game of the year. They're, they're cooked. Like that coach staff could probably know they're going to be fired the second that game ends. So yes, there's going to be some trash games you're going to be able to pick up. But how many meaningful wins do the Packers have left? So that, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, how many meaning? Like, I don't mean this in a way uh, to be negative, but like, how many meaningful games? So I would meaningful wins left for them, and I would say the right, Giants no, are not meaningful. Uh, the and Carolina the Panthers aren't meaningful, and then the Bears aren't either. I would say Minnesota. No, the Bears are always. It always means something to Packer fans. But to but, beat I, the Bears. but I'm not Whether, talking. I'm not talking about to fans. I'm talking like for hey. the. I'm talking about for what to actually know what this football team is, and I think that's Minnesota Chiefs Steelers. And uh, Chargers and Lions, those are the ones right. that actually like and, you could figure out what the team is. Not from a fan perspective, I'm saying like you could get a true glimpse into what this team is going forward. Yeah, maybe. I, I just want to. I don't want to like totally brush off that bear game because I can see a lot of shades of the Levy Smith and Davis Mills down in uh, Texas with Eberflus and Getzey there getting close to the end of that season. Just. Screw them. Let's get some wins. Let's get this football team some wins. There, no Bears team is going to lay down for a Packers team. So that game is still – you might have two stinky teams, but at least you can compare yourself and you can learn something about your you team. Can't, I mean, not if the team – if the, the Bears Packers, are so bad, their coaches are going to get fired, it's over. Like, they're going to lay down. Like, it's just human nature. That's they're not know. true because last no, year, it, Davis Mills and Lovey Smith did the exact opposite. Yeah, but that's you talked about but it. That, we but said right, that was but the Matt, most Matt, Matt, move that team wanted to stick it to ownership because they liked Lovey. This team, the Bears hate their coach. They, their coaches had two people fired for HR violations. I mean, the team is an abject. Like this is not some team that's rah rahing around their coach. This is a team. Lovey Smith, remember, was brought in for a year. The team knew he got a raw deal and is getting run out. Matt Eberflus is running and gets he's running this team into the ground. Fields and Getsy kind of hate each other. So it is kind of a, an object dumpster fire. And Chicago's just riding out the season. Right. And so well, I get what you're way, saying, but like the, issue, the game doesn't matter. My issue with this, my issue with what we have coming forward is what did we say? Five games there? You got uh, 
that the Packers are have like tester games. Chiefs, Chargers, Detroit, Minnesota, Steelers. So five. Yep. Five. If the Packers lose all of those but win the other three games that we're looking at, I or four games, I'm not thrilled with it. So that would right? be like, that'd be Giants, Buccaneers, Panthers, Bears. Right. If we if we win those four but lose the other five, I feel like we're still that middling team that that we kind of thought we were, and I don't know if there's a ton of improvement there. Obviously, if you lose one of those four games where you feel like you should win, you're going to feel better about that opportunity for draft capital because the worst thing the worst thing we could do is go out, most likely, and win these four that we should win and lose the five that we don't because then we're still going to be split as a fan base and probably as an organization on whether Jordan Love is it or not, and they're going to run it back. We either need the Packers to get two wins and lose the rest or do better, get sneak one of those wins that we think is a surefire loss away from one of those teams. I don't care if it's Minnesota or if it's the Steelers, I think you're most likely to, but winning one of those would show me that this team might have something. And that's that's kind of where I stand on it. I, I, going four and five in the last nine games is going to be a disaster for the Packers because – we have, will have no idea what we have at quarterback. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at here. That if they, mm-hmm. for an example, if they beat the Steelers and then lose the other games, and then right. like lose the other matter meaningful games, okay. Like I think they have to have a positive record in these last nine. It has, and it's a lot of an eye test. Yeah. And, and to your point of yeah. like, if they are hanging around some of these teams, okay. What is because we asked this question, Matt? You were out, and I would I would maintain it would be better. It would be better. Let's say. If you just did the reverse, I think you'd prefer this. That let's say the Packers gave those five teams a run for their money, and they lost all those games, but then they happen to lose one of the other games as well. Like you're going to feel good about the team regardless going forward, even if they lose to the Giants and the Bears or whatever. Like if they give right. those good teams a run for their money, meaning specifically Jordan Love looks like he's a more than a bridge QB because that's what he looks like right take now. It. He's a QB to get you over to you actually get a good QB. Like right yeah. now, he's mid. Uh, This has been Rutledge and Hamilton. Uh, We'll be back at it tomorrow live from the Everlight Solar Studio presented by Coors Light. See ya!